everybody. Welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. We're here with Swoop, talented designer and kind of design educator, guy I met on Instagram. Excited to chat with him today. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. A little bit later than I usually podcast, so I'm hoping yeah, I'm not going to yeah. be too tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's late over here, too. I've, you know, I've had three cups of coffee, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I feel like sometimes, too, if you you keep drinking them, like, it's just each one lasts less and less long. Yeah, you know, you get yeah. tired you get or easier. <laughs> um, where are you at, exactly? I remember I shipped a print to you, but I totally forgot. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm currently in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, okay. My hometown is uh, Memphis. So, mm. are you, were you always from around there? Um, I've been in Nashville. I want to say for about like uh, seven, eight years. Um, oh, okay, that's a while then. Yeah, yeah. So I pretty much, you know, claim I'm from here, but you know, mm-hmm. I can't say I'm a native at all. So, yeah, I always like that's like a weird um, kind of thing. It's like my hometown's different from where I live, and I'm wondering like how long I have to live somewhere be like yeah. Oh, yeah this is where I'm from because you know I used to live in a town called Covina but only until I was like 10 years old so I feel like once I hit like 20 I stopped saying that because it's like mm-hmm. I live in LA now you know yeah I think I'd rather you know be from Memphis anyway you know can't can't mm-hmm. forget where you came from so yeah I feel you um do you think that is Nashville like in terms of like the creative scene? How kind of is it out there? I've never really been in that area. Um, it's really creative. It's a lot of it's a lot of music, you mm-hmm. know, um, very music musically driven. But um, as far as like creative, you know, and art, there's a lot of there are a lot of museums that are around here. Oh, um, really? A lot of like art gallery spaces, you know, that are um, mostly around like the Midtown area. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this thing that's called like a an art crawl that happens every Saturday of the of the like first of the month, and so you know you go around there, you get out to those, and you get to see like all the art. It's like a bar crawl, but with yeah, like yeah. museums and shit. That's dope. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know. So um, that's usually the only time that I get out, you know. Other than yeah. that, I'm pretty much just behind the computer, you know, like six inches away from the screen, just mm-hmm. designing away, just making some new content or something. I know. I feel like uh, it's really hard to balance like doing all these things and like trying to have a social life because as much as like I want to, you know, praise like having balance and have like good mental health and whatnot, it's like at the end of the day, like you kind of have to give up a lot of shit if you want to be like working on your own and getting shit done. Like there's no real way around like the kind of grind. And I feel like a lot of people don't want to hear that because it's not like easy, but at the end of the day, it's kind of truthful, you know? Yeah, it it is, um, you know, and that's kind of how, you know, I don't I don't think I'd be like in this position, you know, here if I didn't sacrifice a lot, you know, and just kind of just start grinding just every day, you know, just coming up with new ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it, it is really hard to balance it. You know, sometimes you want to go out and like hang out with your friends, you know, but, you know, majority of the time, if you really want to get something done, you've got to get it done like weeks at a time you can't just sit down and just be like okay today i'm gonna do this and tomorrow i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go out you know it's like you've really got to grind for it in order to make like things happen or see like some sort of you know long-term like gain from yeah you got to be consistent i feel like with anything like if you want to really 
um, you know, excel or like advance in any field if you're just kind of like, you know, limping into it and like half-assing it. You're never really going to yeah. like reach whatever your potential is. And I feel like a lot of people from the outside, when they, uh, if they look at like someone that's really into something and being very obsessive with it, they may think like, oh, you're crazy or you care about that too much, but you're only crazy until you're successful. Then they say like you're a genius or some shit, you know, right, the people yeah. that are they're like, oh, he has drive or something. But when you're like yeah. at the bottom and you're doing that, everyone's like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time and blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of, that's definitely how, you know, it happened for me. You know, I remember mm -hmm. being, you know, back um, whenever I was in Memphis, I was just kind of like making videos, like doing like time lapse videos of me working on a poster or something you know yeah. everyone's like what are you doing like what is this this is cool but like you know it's kind of weird you know so I'm like, mm -hmm. you know in a in a sense you kind of have to just like take what people say and just kind of let it go like don't take it with any you know just kind of take it how it comes yeah and just kind of don't let it get to you and just kind of do your thing if you have your vision you know you you stick to that everybody's not gonna understand like your vision it's yours, right and you know, if you can't you handle understand. like you know a couple of your friends like criticizing you you're not going to be able to handle like all the fucking people on the internet yeah, that talk shit yeah. you know <laughs> yeah definitely yeah um i wanted to ask you kind of like i think i discovered you on through one of your reels um either one where you were like doing a kind of time lapse thing or one of the ones where you were like you know, like going like that and shit and like yeah. <laughs> teaching some kind of little lesson or whatever. But mm -hmm. what is kind of your background like as a designer? Like if you can take me back a little bit to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I kind of started designing in middle school. I um, mm -hmm. did like T-shirt designs for people and I kind of built a portfolio from that. And, yeah, you know, um, whenever I got to like high school, by the time I got to high school, I built up kind of like you know, just an archive of just like all of these t-shirt graphics that I had done. And, you know, these is, these are early Photoshop days, like photo bucket yeah. days, you know? And so yeah. I was doing all of that stuff on there. And, you know, we had this, um, we had this college fair and there was a school called uh, Watkins College of Art that was mm -hmm. at the fair. And, you know, I went, I knew, you know, I wanted to do something with art. You know, I had all of, all of this work and so I went up there, showed him my art and, you know, kind of like weeks later got like a scholarship from it. And so that's kind of how I ended up going that's to tough. graphic design school, you know, and I, um, I graduated with my BFA in, uh, in graphic design with a concentration in web development. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah. that's good that you kind of had like that opportunity to meet someone like that when you're that young. Cause I feel like for a lot of people that I know, they didn't even really know that like things like that were uh, were like a possibility, you know. They yeah. thought that design or art or photography was just like a hobby because they had no one telling them like, oh, you can make a right. career out of this shit, you know. Yeah, and I I didn't know um, when I was in middle school. I I had no idea. I just, I was just designing T-shirts just because, you know, yeah. um, I like doing it, and you know, I needed money. I needed the money for like you know some new Jordans that came out or something. So. <laughs> I just saw it yeah. as like a quick hustle, but um, my dad worked at the post office and there was a, there was a, he was good friends with like this designer that worked at the post office and mm -hmm. he kind of introduced me, you know, because 
there came a point of time where, you know, I was making enough money and I stopped asking him for money. And he's just like, well, what are you doing and make money? Like, yeah. you haven't asked me for money in months. And so I just kind of started showing him my T-shirts and stuff. And then he introduced me to um, to this guy that he worked with at the post office that later became my mentor and, mm-hmm. you know, started giving giving me like assignments to like learn Illustrator and learn Photoshop and stuff, you know, and he'd come over That's and cool. he'd just like, he just like teach me, teach me the ropes pretty much. Cause I didn't know, you know, um, what I was doing w- was graphic design, was graphic design at right. the time. And so, you know, he was the one that kind of, you know, took me under his wing and was like, yo, you know, this is graphic design, right? And then I just go on Google and I just do like a search and I'm just like, holy, you know, yeah, like, yeah. this is crazy, you know? And it's from there, I've, I've been invested ever since. So. Yeah, was that um, when you were kind of like under that guy's wing or whatever and taking kind of lessons from him and things, was that before you went to the school? Like in between yeah. those two things? Yeah, this is this is before I went to, um, this is before I went to college for design. Oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah, is I like, like a, I, this is like ninth or 10th grade. Oh, okay, so you're like a sophomore or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a similar like, um, I guess start with design like I was um designing t-shirts and like I had a little clothing brand in high school because we had a course at my school that was like I think it was called like visual communication or something in Mm -hmm. high school and we had like basic photoshop basic kind of illustrator like we just trace shit with the pen tool and try to learn that and then we had um like screen printing but everyone kind of took it as like you know, the same as the photography class. It was like the easy one, you know, like the teacher was right. just some chill art dude. No one really cared. But then I got super into it and like I basically got all this free like screen printing equipment. So I started like hustling and creating logos and shit, printing them on shirts. And I was like passing them out around the school, like slapping stickers uh-huh. all around the campus. And then uh, I remember at one point the principal asked the teacher like, yo, who's putting all these stickers like all over the fucking school? <laughs> And he was just like, I don't know. It's like, it's not from my class. And I just look at him, I'm like, all right, he has my back, you know? He's like, I feel like you need people like that when you're young to like let you fuck around. And like, even if some of the things you're doing aren't like super smart, you kind of need that creative outlet, you know? Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, What kind of inspired you to go with the Swoop Nebula name? What's the story behind that? Uh, it was just a a lot of word mapping, honestly, and like um, you know, I was very into astrology at a point mm-hmm. of time, you know, um, still kind of into it, you know, but not so much as I was like you know three or four years ago, right? You know, but it's something that kind of like helped uh, helped me grow, you know, as a person. It's just being into that sphere, and so that's kind of where the nebula and the swoop part kind of come from, you know, and, you know, my birthday is in April, so I'm in Aries and, you know, my, my planet is Mars. And so I was called, uh, my friends would call me the Martian at first. And so I was like, (laughs) I really wanted to do, uh, some sort of rebrand, but kind of like stay close to my roots. And so that's kind of where the nebula part comes from. And the swoop Mm. is just like, what, like, I want, I need a name that's just like really cool and like something that's going to stand out you know like i like the part i like the idea of having like a two-part name you know mm-hmm. something that kind of has like a, a certain amount of syllables in it so like uh 
you know, like little Yachty or like, uh, you know, Playboy right. Cardi, like Swoop Nebula. I, d- I thought it just had, like had a ring to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like so. with the Swoop, it kind of even the first part of it, it could kind of live by itself, you know. So like, yeah, with Cardi, people would just say Cardi, you know, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And then like if you have a brand that you establish enough like that, you don't need to like it's almost like the first part or the second part, whichever one's more important is kind of just like the adjective you know like uh with all my shit i have my channels mostly just like my name but all the permanent glue shit most people are just like glue you know they're not like yeah yeah you know, permanent or whatever like that's just mm-hmm. kind of the accessory to the actual name you know yeah and you know i've built a lot like kind of swoop lives in its own sphere mm-hmm. um you know there's just swoop and then i have like uh you know this thing you know that i call this like swoop academy and then you mm-hmm. know under nebula i have like a you know nebula research academy or i have like a nebulous you know so i have i have a bunch right. of like a different little things you know different little parts for each part of that name that i i've kind of built built off of so yeah it's good to start that early too because i feel like as i try to build out like you know I guess brand development and like a world and things that I'm like into, it's really hard to like do that as the afterthought. Like you want to have the solid foundation. So you have ways to branch out. Like if you're just like making up new names for shit all the time, like there's no, there's no like consistency around it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where the, that word mapping comes into play, you know, Mm -hmm. for a while I just had like a giant whiteboard on my, on my wall. There's like oh, this, yeah. um, like this paper I got from Amazon where you can just kind of you buy it and you can just kind of cut it up and just like glue it or like to the wall. It comes with like the little adhesive that's on the back of it. Oh, okay. And so I just put it on over the entire wall and I just had like a giant like word mapping tree just like going across mm-hmm. it for like ages for months, you know. And I just kind of anytime I'd come up with something, I just put it on that and yeah. I slowly just kind of like picked and pulled like what I liked and what I didn't like and just kind of got those few names from it so yeah yeah and I feel like that's that kind of shit works too like the um like placing something in your like eyesight like consistently like I even Mm -hmm. do that with like I'll write some shit on like a sticky note that is important for either you know my own development or something I'm working on like even something as simple as like you know like make something today or whatever right and i'll throw it on Mm -hmm. my um screen because you know like it sounds like dumb that that little thing could like motivate you but you could be like fucking around like being lazy like on youtube like or something and you look up Mm -hmm. at that and you'll start to feel guilty because your past self was like hey i thought you were gonna (laughs) do some shit today you know what happened yeah (laughs) kind of helps you out um uh when you were doing the reels where like that you've kind of turned into one of your like themed things where you do like the pointing like that what made you like want to do it that way rather than just do it like showing whatever you're talking about because I feel like it worked well but I hadn't really seen anyone do it that way at least in this space before you yeah um I don't know it's just kind of I just I wanted I knew I was gonna do like a bunch of them you know Mm -hmm. and I kind of knew you know, I, I guess in a way it was just kind of like me thinking about how am I going to streamline this? You know, like I can't 
everything can't be like a super in-depth like tutorial or you know right. me really explaining to you and like showing you like you know how to how to do something or explaining mm -hmm. to you how something works you know so how can i give people like you know the most out of 30 seconds you know so i mm -hmm. think you know that was just kind of like a maybe i just kind of like open the door for people to you know kind of go in and like do their own research and the stuff you know and you know mm -hmm. in a sense you know whenever i create a reel i'm just kind of scratching the surface and you know my right. comment section will slowly become like a forum of people who like want to add on to like what i've said you know and so in a place yeah. you know it's just like a community you know like you end up learning like a lot from the real you know and there's room for you to explore there but like you go into the comment section you know and everybody's like chiming in and so like you learn mm -hmm. a lot from the comment section as well so yeah and i feel like um it's a good point what you said about kind of like keeping it at like a surface level because I have experimented with, you know, going more in depth in things versus kind of doing them in the way that pleases like the way people interact online these days. Like they want shit to be mm -hmm. like choo doo boom, 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 moving quick, you know, and yeah. like, it has to be like, I mean, people can't even like watch something for like 15 seconds or more, it seems like. So I realized... Right you can explain it really well, but it's not really going to matter because then if you explain it well, it's going to be maybe too long and then no one's right. going to end up seeing it. So it's almost like yeah, exactly. if you explain yeah. it in the like efficient way, more people see it. Some people may be like, what the hell? Like I missed that. Like what, what is this mm -hmm. about? But they're going to be more rare than all the people that didn't see it if you did it the other way, you know? Yeah, exactly. It took me a while to kind of figure that out too because as like a designer, you feel like you have to show every little step, you know, and you really want to like get into the weeds with stuff. But like as much as it sounds like kind of shitty, like people don't really care, you know, they just want to see yeah. something fast and, and then yeah. be on with their day, really. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of where I started too. is, you know, doing the time lapses, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, it's just I just record the screen and I just kind of, you know, however much I need to condense that video down, you know, whether it's from right. like 100% to like 10% to make it fit within like 30 seconds to a minute, like I'll do mm -hmm. it, you know? And then, you know, I started kind of realizing, I'm like, wait, this doesn't really like, it's, I could be doing so much more here, you know? I can mm -hmm. make it look so much more interesting if I don't really show like all of the steps and so. Right, what's funny about, um like uh, the mobile apps too, is it seems like the less you produce them, like the better they perform. So like yeah. with YouTube and like other platforms, I'm always trying to make everything like super perfect and like high quality, but it seems like with Reels and TikTok, it's like they want you to be like recording your screen and it look kind of shitty and it looked like you just whipped out <laughs> yeah. your phone and did it in like five minutes. It's almost like mm -hmm. you have to like dumb it down. And it's crazy because I've been getting more into TikTok lately and it's crazy to me like how little um, that whole community even like knows. Like some stuff you think is like obvious or like mm -hmm. no one will even care about this and it'll like blow up because there's just all these like, you know, kids in high school or whatever being like, what the hell? Like I never even heard of like the pen tool or whatever the fuck, like something yeah, exactly. simple, you yeah. know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's why um, anytime like uh, I kind of made it like, 
my goal to kind of start off doing like a bunch of like surface level stuff, you know, mm -hmm. things that uh, not surface level, but entry level design stuff, you know, whenever I first right. got to school, you know, and so I was like, this is stuff that, you know, up and coming designers, you know, are going to need to know or maybe they want to know it, you know, maybe some designers, you know, want to go to college, but, you know, they're not fortunate, fortunate enough, you know, so. Right. You know, I kind of want to give them the opportunity to like learn and develop like a foundation, like a traditional foundation, you know, within like art mm -hmm. or design, you know. And so I kind of started off just doing like every doing all the simple stuff, you know, all the necessary things that you would need in order to get into design, you know. So. Right. Do you feel that um, I don't really like I haven't really looked in your comments or anything, but when you're like giving an opinion or like maybe your way of doing something like this is how you should, like you have this uh, thing right here, right? Four tips for designing a successful logo. Like there's some mm -hmm. stuff that's like rooted in history and like technically it's like, it can only be so objective cause it's still like art in a sense, even though it's designed, but do you ever have people kind of being like not agreeing with you and you have to like, or you see people in the comments like arguing about some of the like opinions you're stating? Yeah. Um I mean, if like when people kind of have their opinion, you know, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, every everyone's opinion is valid, you know, but right. um, I welcome that, you know, as long as it's valuable feedback. If it's someone that, you know, that's obviously just trolling, yeah. you know, I don't pay it any mind. But, you know, someone who has like a valuable feedback, you know, or a valuable opinion and can contribute to the to like the comments section, you mm -hmm. know, and provide more insight about it. You know, I always welcome that, you know, but, you know, you know, I learned a lot from my comment section too, you know, There's, right. I remember one time I did this. Um, I have one reel where um, it's like a graphic designers you should know about or like art history movements you should know mm -hmm. about. And, you know, I post one of those and there are people in the comment section like, what about art deco? You know, like what about constructivism? Yeah. You know, so it's like, OK, like maybe someone comments something and I've never heard of it. And so, you know, I go look it up and I'm just like, wait, like, yeah, like this is actually really right. cool, you know? And so I end up learning a lot too, you know? So I think it's just like us growing together and kind of developing each other. So, yeah, I feel like too, I, I get some comments on like some of these apps and it's funny when like you could tell that people are trolling and then mm -hmm. I don't really respond, but then I see other people like responding for me and that shit like yeah, makes yeah. me feel good. Cause I'm like, Oh, at least some people like are like have a, they kind of have your back in this community. Like some random other person will just be like, what are you even talking about? Like, that's not, yeah. even, like, that's like a bad take or something. I'm like, all right, now I don't even have to deal with it. You know? So when we, yeah. like one thing um, I get, um, I get often is like, uh, dude slow down the videos like it's going too fast and then people yeah, are in yeah. the comment section and they're like all you got to do is pause just pause the video yeah and you know so comments like that definitely make me feel good it's like you know those those are yeah. those are my supporters you know for sure um another thing i wanted to ask you about was um you have the like visual pharmacy kind of like that part of your brand with the assets and things What's kind of, yeah. how would you describe that in a whole, like that aspect of your work? Yeah. So, um, the visual pharmacy has just kind of been like, a, it's kind of like 
the brand that's you know that's outside of you know swoop nebula and you know because mm-hmm. swoop nebula that's kind of my thing you know swoop academy nebula right. research you know but the visual pharmacy um i have a bigger vision for it you know it you know that would be what like the educational stuff would be under you know or like just um resources you know just like free resources for designers you know like but right beyond you know just textures you know i'm thinking about stuff like you know contracts that people that designers might need or providing you know like a uh, short questionnaires and stuff and just having all of that stuff like available for download you know just like invoices and stuff that you know just having like a place for designers to like go and get everything that they'll need for different mm-hmm. stuff and so i try and make it like a i look at it as like another form of education you know the assets and stuff right you know and so the pharmacy part comes into play you know you go to the pharmacy maybe you have a cold you know and so you right. go get cold medicine from the pharmacy because it's going to make you feel better you know you go get assets from the visual pharmacy because it'll make you design yeah. better your design so, so that, your design won't be sick anymore yeah fix it up. <laughs> and yeah, so that's kind of like yeah you have a good um you're you're i think you've done well at naming all the things that you kind of pursue so like whatever you bought on amazon and writing shit on your wall that definitely worked out for <laughs> you and the word mapping and stuff yeah appreciate it but i've always felt uh, um very concept driven you know so um yeah you know there's i feel like there are like two sides of designs you know there's concept and then there's execution you know Mm -hmm. and i've always felt like i leaned more on the conceptual side of things you know Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like you notice that with a lot of different creatives like there's some people that are just super talented and like they're very conceptual and they're very good like technically skilled Mm -hmm. and there's other people that are one or the other, you know, a lot of people yeah, are more exactly. better suited in like an art director role because they may not know their way around the program too well, but they have like a vision that they can help contribute to. Then you got other people right. that are like kind of like production people, you know, you you give them these tasks and like they can bust it out, but they may not want to be bothered like coming up with the initial idea. Yeah. I like to like, I feel like though as a freelancer, it's like you can't, you kind of have to do both, you know, you can't really be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you if you're too much production, like the client's just gonna boss you around, and you're gonna look like you don't have power in the situation. If you're too conceptual, right. you're probably gonna pitch some crazy idea that you don't even fucking know how to like really oh, do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you definitely um, gotta um, you know learn how to kind of manage your time when it comes to <clears throat> conceptualizing stuff. You know, because you might mm-hmm. have this grandiose idea, but it's like, wait, can you actually get that done in like you know two to five business days? So right. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes, you know, people hide behind like these big ideas because like they're so impossible. You could just be like, oh, I want to do this, but like I can't because I need this. I need that. And it's like, just do what you can with what you have, you know, nothing should really like I don't like when people like complain about being like restricted due to like different environments or the equipment they have because you can do mm-hmm. anything like i know dudes that create merch designs on like photo p and shit on the website like oh, on wow. their yeah like not even photoshop and i know people that yeah. <laughs> do shit all analog you know or like dudes that don't even have a everything's on their ipad so it's like i feel like um you know assets and like different things is can only go so far you got to be able to work with kind of what you have and i i wanted to 
ask you more about the pharmacy thing. Like, do you think with like digital assets, I see some of them like obviously break into the mainstream. You have things like the textures from like black market or the dude like studio innate, his like glass things were going around everywhere for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of some of this stuff that kind of like blows up, do you feel that it's kind of like oversaturated these days? Like that whole like concept of selling like assets? Um, I kind of, I feel like it's how you approach it, you know, Mm -hmm. um, definitely I feel like, you know, if you're trying to sell like some textures or something, you know, it may, may be a little oversaturated for that. You know, I, I think, you know, there's always room for like more assets, you know, like graphic designers Mm -hmm. are always kind of, you know, scavenging the internet, looking for free assets or like stuff to download. And so I I think there's always going to be room for it, you know, but you just kind of have to look at what people have done, you know, and just kind of, you know, uh, put put your own kind of twist on it, maybe. And right. Or, you know, like if you see something that someone has done, you know, try not to, you know, try not to like uh, to like be a copycat, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Try and come up with something that's completely unique. And so, yeah, I feel like you can kind of tell when uh, it's like you know, for like, they're just trying to get some quick cash, like, you know, just start up a page, throw like some photocopy shit Mm -hmm. on there or whatever. And like someone will buy it or they steal. I know a lot of people that run like some of the bigger ones and people like steal their shit all the time, just create like Uh, a whole new brand around it and sell it on like Gumroad or something. And I feel like with digital shit, so much harder to like with physical shit, someone has to physically take it from you, you know, and like yeah. steal it from your hands or your house. With digital shit, it's so easy to like, someone could just buy all your shit and give it to everyone else for free. So it's a lot harder, yeah. I feel like, to have like security behind it. Right. But, you know, you just gotta, you you gotta make those unique assets that, you know, people, people try and gatekeep, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, where did you get, where did you get that? You know, and so it's like, you know, you, yeah. I can't tell you. And then, <laughs> or, you know, think, make things that people don't want to give out because they don't want everybody to have them, you know? So right. I think that, um, you know, when you do stuff like that, you know, it has to be coming from the designer or the person that made it, you know, it has to be something that you put a lot of work into, you know? And so, like you said, you can definitely tell when people are just kind of trying to throw something up and get some money from it. And I think right. that ultimately ends up being the stuff that kind of gets like you know gets uploaded to a random you know website where they can yeah or anyone like can download media fire free. like download yeah. like everything do you yeah. um what kind of stuff do you do like outside of what you do on social media like do you have a daytime design job or are you just like a freelancer solely or what's up with that yeah so i work under contract as a as a web designer and so mm-hmm. i just do like a html css coding um, I do a lot of WordPress as of recently, and so that's okay. kind of that's kind of what I what I do day in day out. And when I'm not doing that, I'm you know brainstorming some concepts for or some coming up with some ideas for the visual pharmacy. Are you um, like working as an individual for as a web designer, or do you work with some kind of like agency or something? No, I work with the with the company. So, oh, okay, like a specific yeah, company. Yeah, 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 I feel like. Um, that that's nice too because 
it's still like design, but it leaves you like yearning to want to do like visual design still. It doesn't burn you right. out like from yeah. graphic design because you're mostly like, yeah, like coding or working within like the WordPress templates and shit. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not working 24 seven doing graphics, you know, so I have more, you know, I have ideas and things like flowing, you know, by the time right. I get off still. And, you know coding is just like a different you know part of your brain you're just mm-hmm. like looking at numbers and just strings of text you know so it's mm-hmm. definitely two different worlds but it benefits to to do both so yeah I'm sure it's it's like helpful that you know that too because you have a whole nother like you know at least 50 percent more like opportunities that you can get into if like you weren't able to you know, let's say you're not getting a job as like a visual designer, you know, you can offer web design services or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. There's not much people can, there's not much guidance people can give you if they're trying to, if they're like, hey, like, can you update this, like, update this like text on this website or something, you know, mm-hmm. or like kind of like try out a different style with this web page. You know, there's only so much like a creative direction they can give you so usually you have a lot of creative freedom when you're doing Mm. web design stuff whereas graphic design i feel like people people get real nitpicky you know because they're like right okay if you don't do this correctly i can have because they think they know to do it yeah exactly like people don't think they know how to code so they're not like yo can you change like the yeah exactly you actually messed up like the css right here so go in there and like change the hex codes i want it to be lighter or whatever yeah someone will definitely be like just send me over the illustrator file you know like i'll fuck with Mm -hmm. it and you're like what like no why'd you even hire me if you're just gonna like, I remember I heard, I think it was like Chris Doe or like one of those dudes saying like, don't be like an order taker. Like it's not McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just sit there and let them tell you what their order is and make it like, it should be a collaborative right. thing when you're working with a client, like they're hiring you or they should be hiring you because you have value to offer outside of like, you're not just the tool. The tool is like your brain as well. Like You have these right. concepts and these ideas and like, even like simple things, I feel like sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit because it seems easy to us or obvious to us but you mentioned something to a client like yo maybe you should do this on your social media or like maybe um you should change this direction on your website or whatever and they're just like yeah we never thought of that like that's great but if you just did what they told you to do it'd probably be like not as good you know oh yeah for sure you know um do you think that it's important for creatives to kind of build their own community online in terms um, of like their brand and things like that? I think it it depends on, you know, what you want to do with mm-hmm. design. You know, there are a ton of designers out there who are like really talented who don't have, you know, 1500 followers or like 30K followers. And right. they're very well off. You know, they have they have enough clients to like sustain you know, a healthy like work-life balance, you know, or they have enough followers, you know, to, or enough uh, clients to, you know, just kind of freelance. And so mm-hmm. I think ultimately it kind of depends on what you, what you want to do. You know, if you want like brand deals or if you want to get like sponsorship opportunities and stuff like that, then yeah, it may be beneficial for you to kind of like build your following on Instagram. But besides right. that, you know, I don't, I don't think people really need to need to worry about it you know yeah I think that's a good point I feel like 
there's totally like two sides of it. Like you see the people that basically don't even have clients. Like they can just mm -hmm. live off of like being, uh, I mean, like I don't want to call them like a content creator solely because it feels like a diss like these days in a sense, but like mm -hmm. and being an artist, let's say like a freelance designer that doesn't really have clients. And then there's people that you, you don't even like see them only every six months, but they're fucking working mm -hmm. with Google or like, designing yeah, yeah. an album for drake or something you know and like i feel like i knew as myself like i'm self-aware enough to know like i'm not going to ever be like the best designer in the world so i might mm -hmm. as well like pursue these other avenues because i feel like i have other stuff to offer outside of like like i'm not you have to be like top one percent to go like rogue for six months and just come back and like start working yeah. with you know kanye or some shit you know Mm -hmm. so i'm just yeah. like those, those at are some people point to look up to yeah yeah it's like yeah, that, that stuff's cool awesome. and i feel like i i uh i like um romanticize like living like that some days but then i also really do enjoy like being involved with everyone and talking to people online and like building yeah you know a network and like i'm talking with you now like i wouldn't really have been probably doing that if we were just like both freelance designers that didn't really interact with people online you know yeah, for sure. And, you know, I feel like it's, uh, you know, and also if you're like grinding super hard, you know, like we were talking about earlier and you're behind the computer, you know, majority of the day, it, it definitely helps to build a, you know, build some sort of community. Like you mm -hmm. don't have to have a ton of followers, but like as long as you have like some sort of community where, you know, you can kind of discuss and, you know, just talk about life, you know, and just with other people because you might not get right. to go outside and be with like you know your in real life friends you know as much so i feel like it's yeah and i don't have, know like, about like you can talk to do you have for me at least like are a lot of your uh, or i guess a lot of my irl like friends aren't designers or like i guess like in the same types of jobs that i am in so like it's a lot easier to like they can only understand so much you know about what you're talking about like to their defense like it doesn't matter to them you know so they're not gonna like want yeah, to hear yeah. you talking about like fonts or whatever like they don't give a fuck yeah nobody like, nobody working. wants to nobody wants me to come around and just talk about graphic design all day and just yeah hear me talk about or just like you know rip we're at a restaurant or something and i'm just commenting on the, the menu font that yeah the menu or something like that yeah. it's just like just annoys people you know so yeah, my girlfriend but, always know, you, like makes fun of that because we'll be out to eat and she's just looking at me and I'm like, what? And she's like, you're not going to say anything about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to this time. Yeah, that's funny. Um, what, what made you want to start like the aspect of not just like, because all right, let me see how I'll reword this. You were, I, I followed you earlier and you were posting a lot more work around like the stuff it seemed you were interested in in terms of like kind of y2k stuff some of the anime stuff creating some posters you did like that kind of modular like grid style poster design mm -hmm. for a while a lot um what made you want to get a lot heavier into the like teaching aspect of design stuff well i i knew that whenever i was doing like the the modular posters and stuff i knew that i was i wanted to do the teaching thing but mm -hmm. um the modular posters just seemed like they took off before the teaching thing. And oh, okay. so um, whenever um, 
what made me even get into doing that in the first place, not the modular poster, the the educational stuff. But, you know, I saw someone post on Instagram and they were like, if today is your last day on earth, you know, like, what would you do? And I just kind of thought about it and I was like, well, I'd spend time with my family, you know, I'd FaceTime the people that I couldn't reach. And, mm-hmm. you know, the third thing that I would do would be, I had some designers that I had taken under my wing, you know? And my third thing was that I teach them everything that I know about design. And I just started thinking about how much of an impossible task that would be, not only for me, but for them to re- even remember it all, you know, yeah. that's kind of what made me start teaching is you know to have like an archive for my page to be an archive of information you know for graphic designers just like a valuable resource for education if you really want to learn about design and stuff yeah 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 that's cool have you ever thought about teaching like in a physical format like would you do that if there was an opportunity for that yeah definitely um i've definitely thought about like a kind of building um, a curriculum, you know, where it's kind of not only me, but, you know, maybe I pull other designers in, you know, people mm-hmm. who are specialists in like typography or like have like right. a very cool illustration style. And, you know, we just all kind of get together and just kind of build out this giant curriculum, you know, and kind of have it on the visual pharmacy as kind of a an open source type of thing. So, you know, anybody who wants to learn, you know, they can go to the visual pharmacy and just kind of pick a section and just kind of start from there yeah whatever their prescription is figure it Mm -hmm. out yeah i feel like that'd be dope (laughs) to have you know like yeah like the kind of like guest lecture type thing where it's Mm -hmm. like you know this person is like yeah like typography or designing fonts or illustration that'd be cool because i feel like um there's some people that are just so fucking good at like one specific thing but they Mm -hmm. don't they're so good at that thing because they're not uh they don't take the time to like talk about it and teach it because they're just getting better and better and better at it every yeah, day yeah. so like they need someone else to like teach it for them that's why i feel like uh skillshare and like all those sites like that are so popular because the people that are usually the teachers on there wouldn't make that content on their own they, they're like they don't yeah, have time for, sure. for it yeah someone has to reach out to them and be like hey you, you ever thought about making yeah. a course or something on this and they're just like no actually i haven't it's like well if you do that we'll pay you you know so yeah yeah yeah, definitely for sure. love Skillshare. What was your um what was your like total role when you were working with Adobe? Like what did you do with them? And I also want to know like how that relationship formed. Um it just it formed from, you know, just a dir- direct message mm-hmm. on Instagram and I just saw it and I was like this has to be this has to be fake, you know. Like, yeah, spam or know. something yeah exactly and so but i just replied to it and i was just like um yeah sure you know would love to work with y'all you know just shoot me an email and they shot me an email like weeks later with like all of the details and i was just like is this i don't even i still don't feel like this is real like we were like Mm -hmm. i was at the point where i was giving them you know like my bank information and stuff and i'm i'm still I still didn't feel like it was real and I was just handing over my yeah. bank information and I'm just like wait before I give you guys this like I need like one last confirmation that you guys you know <laughs> that, that this is real and so but no yeah it was it was awesome my um 
my role with them was just being kind of like an insider for um that adobe max thing that they do mm -hmm. you know which they have a bunch of like uh, a bunch of like artists and creatives you know from all around the world come in and like they like share their graphic design knowledge or like their artistic knowledge you know and so i was just kind of just promoting that you know and it was something that you know i hadn't known about before you know but like as i got into it i was like this is really cool and like mm -hmm. people definitely should know about this you know and so i got really into it as far as like the creative goes you know because yeah it felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah that's dope i remember like wanting to go to it when it was still in person like three or four years ago and it's i think the past two years it's all just been like streams and shit right yeah yeah i think you can still yeah. go up there and check it out i think they have it on that's cool though you were just doing like a lot of um like stories and reels and like kind of video production stuff right when you're doing yeah with them? yeah yeah just uh mainly like content creation for them because so. mm -hmm. i saw you did that one that was like where you're in the computer and it looks like you're like hacking or some shit oh like yeah yeah coming in and out yeah. and that's when i was like <laughs> oh shit he's working with adobe that that must that's like i feel like adobe is since it's like such an integral part of like so many of our like workflows it's it's very you know that's like a cool feat you know it's like working with nike or something like that yeah, yeah. It, it it definitely felt surreal you know it still feels surreal you know so whenever i uh whenever i was doing like the sort of hacking thing i really wanted to like really put like that personal aspect yeah. into it you know to unveil it because you know i do feel like a sort of computer nerd you know like and i'm really into like sci-fi stuff you know so I, I had to throw some of that in into the unveiling of that so yeah yeah it makes more sense too, like even more into like the development of your brand and like the stuff you put out knowing that you do like development and coding too because i wasn't aware of that and i'm sure like yeah. a lot of people aren't because you don't really talk about it too much but it makes sense yeah. and that's what's crazy about the internet is like people are a certain way online and then they have this whole other life that people don't even <laughs> know about and like like there's people i know that you know look like some of the biggest like artists or designers online but then they also have like this super other like normal career as like an engineer or some shit you know? right no it's yeah just that's crazy. crazy yeah some people are like just like good at a lot of shit and they're just like mm -hmm. so this will be my online presence and this will be what i do kind of in real life yeah. you know yeah that's that's kind of tough though you know it's just like you know yeah. construction by day graphic designer by night sort of thing is kind of hard to juggle you know but i guess yeah. you know if you let one inspire the other and you know and it just works it just works so i always felt when i was working at a job as a designer like in-house i felt so like burnt out to design my own things or take on freelance projects or like do like art i guess for for lack of a better mm -hmm. word but when i was working a normal job like that's all I wanted to do was fucking go home and clock out and like go on my computer and design shit. That's why I like yeah. I wanted to freelance for so long and luckily I have been able to like the past while because working as a designer and designing things you don't really want to be designing all day is like nothing can be worse for your like creative output than that. It just takes away like all your energy yeah, pretty sure. much. Yeah, like I haven't um 
other than the Adobe thing and maybe like some uh some like sponsorship stuff or like brand deals I haven't <clears> taken I haven't done any freelance stuff just because you know I I feel like I'm already so occupied that I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have the time to you know contribute you know like to a client what they like really deserve but you know I'm slowly kind of picking back up on that stuff but I've been kind of away from it for roughly a year so yeah if you're um kind of own personal pursuits with the pharmacy and like your swoop brand and posting stuff online if that kind of got to super big to the point where like it was overwhelming would you just stop the web design aspect of your like career um i don't think i would i want to say i i wouldn't you know mm-hmm. but i feel like you know i code um my website is you know is with squarespace but like I've done a lot of coding on that website too, you know, so I've in a sense I've kind of built it myself. Mm-hmm. And so um I feel like the two definitely kind of you know play off of each other because you know in the day I'm kind of coding, you know, but if you know I want to integrate something on my website, you know, it's it's just that easy because I was testing it out yesterday for yeah, you know, <laughs> the day job, so Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like you don't want to stop working on that cuz you'll kind of lose that skill to put into your own yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember learning HTML on like MySpace and Tumblr and shit and like trying oh, yeah. to edit the <laughs> themes and like curate my yeah, page and all that. That's definitely where it all started too. So, I remember seeing one of my friends like just um just like doing all just copying and pasting from like all of these random websites and I'm like, yeah. Yo, how did you get like how did you get your background to be like moving and be like this little gif and she's yeah like, yeah i just coded it here in my space and i'm just like what you know yeah, so, they, they look like they're like a hacker or some shit when you just look yeah, at the exactly. page source or something yeah that was crazy i, definitely I feel remember, like, like it's everyone's start being like uh i definitely feel like i, f- I definitely remember my friends kind of gatekeeping like the MySpace yeah. knowledge and like all of that so it's funny yeah, I knew this one dude too like a little bit later after MySpace. He was like big into like Tumblr and he created like his own uh like themes and shit and he would just sell them. Oh, nice. And he made hella money off that like selling the themes for like 10 or 20 bucks cuz like they were super clean and like people didn't mm-hmm. want to do it themselves and all it was was like pretty basic like HTML and CSS and like some parallax scrolling or whatever and it was good oh, to go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um I've seen you a little bit experimenting more with like 3D, creating like that character and things like that. Mm-hmm. What are some of your kind of goals with that? Like, are you looking to get a lot more into that? Yeah, so um, I've always been interested in 3D, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and character design. And, you know, it's it's definitely something that I've been wanting to get into. But, you know, I don't always have the time to be consistent with it, but you know, working from home definitely makes it makes uh makes learning a little a little bit more, a little bit easier, you know, because as soon as I get off, I'm I have my computer right there, you know, I can mm-hmm. just jump on and just kind of start designing stuff. But I've um I've been doing like Cinema 4D for a while, so I understand oh, okay. 3D, but like I could never make a character in in Cinema 4D and it was so it was so difficult for me and I always have this, I have this thing to where, you know, I wouldn't, you know, if I, 
if I can't do it myself, you know, like I shouldn't be going to like find a free asset or like finding something mm -hmm. for it, you know. And so if I can't design a character myself in 3D, you know, I shouldn't be going to like, you know, free, you know, male model 3D download, yeah. you know, I shouldn't be the doing that. The gradient human so mannequins. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I just made it my mission to just like learn that first before I did any like sourcing of like 3d stuff and you know right. i picked up i picked up blender like i want to say like a month ago you know and with mm -hmm. within like two weeks like i had made that character and that's dope so within two weeks i had ended up doing something that i was trying to i had been trying to figure out for roughly like four years you know it's it crazy yeah i feel like there's a big debate in that whole like world of 3d with um the two programs but like blender seems dope because it's obviously like free and open source yeah and yeah i feel like there's a lot more resources online for like learning it too yeah there is there's, there's a big difference in like resources and like they they also have like way more way more plugins because it's open source too mm. so you know like roughly anybody can get in there and kind of make their own thing yeah that's dope i've been wanting to like get into it for so long but i'm always like so intimidated by 3d for some reason like just adding that yeah. second or that additional plane like i just yeah, see people working in the world. programs and it, it looks crazy how like i'm so used to like the instant gratification of like moving shit around and you see it change in real time but with 3d you have to yeah, be yeah. so much more patient and like render shit out and stuff it's more mm -hmm. like I guess it's more like web design in that way. Like you have to test it, go back, test it, go back. Like with, oh, yeah. when, you know, 2D design, you know, if it's working or not as you're, as you're doing it. Mm -hmm. You step it's back from easier. it and look at it from like the side or something. You're just like, yeah, yeah that's not working. But yeah, for sure. I think it's I cool think though. Web I like the character. Helped me. Yeah. I think oh, web yeah? design definitely helped me develop that patience, you know, for 3D stuff. So yeah. I did web design in college. I, I liked it, but there was some times where like, yeah, you'd be trying to troubleshoot the code and it was just like a comma or something. And it just mm -hmm. like took away like three days of your life off like one little yeah, symbol that, that for no reason. Or it's just like a, just like a space that's mm -hmm. lingering in your code somewhere that's just throwing everything off. Yeah. That's the worst. Are you, um, are you planning on doing more with uh, streaming or with YouTube? So you're kind of getting into it a little bit, but I didn't know what your kind of plans were with that. Yeah, so um, on YouTube, I kind of just started um, <clears throat> just like uploading all of like the all of the like shorts, the short right? form content. Yeah, just just yeah. to have something up there, you know. And my idea was that with, with that is that you know like every video that I make, I plan to expand upon it and create like a longer video, you mm. know, like maybe like, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes. But um, every single one of those, the short form videos, I wanna like add more to it, you know? And so I, I'll like actually like put something together like special for YouTube. And then mm -hmm. once I get that up, you know, then, you know, maybe I can archive that short form video content and that'll just be a way that I can just kind of like knock out every single topic that i've covered so that's kind of like a yeah. long-term thing it'll take it'll take a while but you know yeah we've got time yeah so. that's cool yeah i'm i'm kind of looking forward to see what you do with them i'm always wanting more people to like everyone posts on instagram you know and almost everyone has experimented with reels yeah. or with different forms of content on those platforms but 
not a lot of people are on YouTube and I'm curious to see like what other people do with it. I have been seeing a lot of people, I feel like getting into streaming lately too, as like artists mm -hmm. or designers. Like I think it was just probably with the pandemic and like being at home, people realize like, I don't know if they were bored or they just wanted something else to do, but it seems like every day I see someone post on their story that they're streaming on Twitch or some shit. Yeah. I feel like, you know, streaming on Twitch is definitely a way to to tap into like, you know, it's like, okay, let me really see like who's keeping up with me, you know, or like mm. who's really around, you know? And so like you make a post and you're like, okay, like I'm streaming on Twitch. You know, if you have those people that jump in, you know, it's like, okay, like, you know, like y'all yeah. are important to me, you know? So, right. you know, you, you really like, uh, you remember those people that hop in your Twitch stream, like, I want to I want to get more into it, but I just haven't really had the time to right. to continue doing it. It's just like my time is needed elsewhere. So <laughs> yeah, I've been I I was thinking about getting into it too, but I just feel like if I if I try to do too many things, like they're just all gonna suck, you know. Instead of yeah, focusing yeah. on like a few things and trying to do them well, because I already feel yeah, like exactly doing the podcast and the YouTube videos and keeping up with Instagram already almost takes up, you know, whatever, like a full-time like hours, like a job would. And then I still have all my client shit. So it's like, I can't be streaming also. And the only way I could do it is if I was streaming just shit that I'm also working on, but usually shit I'm working on, I can't really be showing on stream. So it's yeah. like, it's kind of like, what are you going to do there? You know? Yeah, that's kind of that's how I feel about streaming. It got to a point where I was like, well, I'm going to stream for 30 minutes and then I'll end up streaming for like an hour, an hour and a half. And it's yeah. like, it, it just started to become like a, it, it started to become a lot, you know, and it's a lot it's of like pressure too. Like it feels like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Even <laughs> like five people or 10 people, you're just like, fuck, man, I gotta, I don't want mm -hmm. them to be bored, you know, I gotta make yeah. this exciting and a lot of parts of design aren't very exciting from like a just a viewing standpoint like there's times where i'm just looking at something for like five minutes just looking at it and not doing anything else yeah and like or just moving something back and forth back and forth and like that's like that's part of the process but no that's not like fun you know no one wants to watch you yeah, change, exactly. look through fonts for 30 minutes or whatever mm -hmm. that's why that's why um I tried whenever I was streaming, I kind of had I started developing ideas for streaming, you know, to like maybe like mm. react to like different art styles on YouTube or something, you know, like do like yeah. incorporate some sort of like um, already existing, you know, streaming content aspect. Yeah, into that's smart. My content, my content, but like make it design related, you know, so like uh, the um, I saw you do the. Um, the graphic design uh, side hustle tier list, you know, like mm -hmm. that was cool. Like yeah. just stuff like that, you know, is, is what I was thinking about for doing streaming, but it just became a lot to try and have like a consistent agenda, you know, for every sure. time you stream. I think yeah. that's the way though. Like um, the dude, Elliot, he, he's probably like who I've seen do streaming like better than anyone else in terms of like as yeah. a designer, because he has like, you know, these like schedules where it's like Monday, it's like, you know, uh, whatever, like he's like doing animal crossing design shit. And then Wednesday it's mm -hmm. like design chef and like everyone in his discord is like participating in this big challenge. And it just promotes like 
collaboration he doesn't even have to be like entertaining because they're entertaining themselves while they're watching mm -hmm. and then like another day is yeah, whatever and i feel it. like yeah. that's smart you have to be like an entertainer in that way too like i feel like i'm engaging enough to create videos edit them put them out and get people to watch but i don't think i'm like super uh, like entertaining as just a streamer you know and gonna be catching people's yeah, attention yeah. the whole time or whatever <laughs> i definitely feel that and he kills it too like i don't i'm i don't know i'm just like really like i feel like when i hop on the stream i'm really like uh monotone you know and just too chill yeah. to you know to maintain like people's like attention and so mm -hmm. it just kind of like fell to the wayside for me because it's like I'm, maybe i'm better off just doing like youtube videos and the short form content stuff yeah for sure and i feel like that's really it you know like at the end of the day you just got to figure out like what things work for you and you don't have to try to do it all like i think that's a trap that we fall into everyone gets like fomo or like mm -hmm. this imposter syndrome about what they're doing but if you're doing something and it's not like completely shitty and people are seeming to like it like just stick with that you don't gotta like try to spread yourself too thin you know yeah for sure that's that's the right that's the right phrase for it you don't want to spread yourself too thin and i felt like yeah. that's like what i was doing at the time so i was like let me pull back on this for sure um one of the last things i wanted to ask you so and then after that if you guys want to see more on the patreon we'll do the q a but Last question I want to ask you for the normal section of the podcast is, I think you'll be the first guest for 2022. I think this will be coming out on the first week of January. So what are your goals for the for this upcoming year? Um, goals for this upcoming year. I just kind of want to um, expand upon, you know, what I'm already doing, just more, more content, more of the more personal projects, more more tutorials, more more assets. Um, I really want to kind of start uh, diving into and dissecting what I need to do as a designer and, mm -hmm. you know, also kind of like a marketing person to, you know, create like free resources for designers and stuff and like start putting together that curriculum. And I think that's going to be like a, a long term thing for me. And so hopefully hopefully I can get that going, you know, yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, thank you, man. It was great chatting with you. Good to finally meet you yeah. and check out all your shit is Swoop Nebula pretty much everywhere, right? They can check you out. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for thank having you. me, man. I enjoyed it. All for right. sure. Peace. Peace out, everyone.